Think back now. It was the 2008 Democratic National Convention, and an up-and-coming politician named Arthur Davis gave a rousing speech nominating then-Senator Barack Obama for president. This is the cause for which we stand. An American president named Barack Obama who will lead and inspire the free world. That inspiration only went so far for Davis, though. It didn't even last four years, apparently. This week, he was in Tampa with the Republicans and a new message. Now, some of you may know the last time I spoke at a convention, it turned out I was in the wrong place. So, Tampa, my fellow Republicans, thank you for welcoming me where I belong. The former congressman and former co-chair of Obama's campaign is not the only politician to switch party allegiances in this election cycle. Former Republican Governor of Florida Charlie Crist has recently announced his endorsement of President Obama. He'll be speaking at this year's Democratic National Convention. We wanted to ask a few questions to Arthur Davis, who joins us now from his home in Virginia. First of all, welcome to the program. John, how are you doing today? Great. Did you have fun down there in Tampa? Oh, I like being in Tampa. A lot of good people, a lot of people who care very deeply about the future of this country and a chance to make a lot of new friends. It was a great place to be. Any sort of squishy, kind of awkward feeling of <laughs> you change sides, you went 180, you know? You know what I'm saying? Not at all from the people in Tampa. They they understand, first of all, at a very basic level, that if the large number of Americans, over 6 million, who today indicate that they voted for Barack Obama, have a plan to vote for Mitt Romney, if that number stays where it is, Barack Obama cannot be reelected and Mitt Romney will be elected Folks in Tampa completely understand that. Now, why did it change so radically for you? I don't portray it as a radical change. I know some in the Democratic Party, for obvious political reasons, have chose to portray it that way. But if you look at my time in the Congress, I was regularly described and, frankly, regularly attacked for being someone who was on the right of the Democratic Party. I was regularly attacked as someone who was too close to the business community, someone who was too socially conservative, someone who was too conservative on national security issues, and someone who did not follow uh, in lockstep with the Congressional Black Caucus or the Democratic Caucus. Those were criticisms regularly directed at me by Democrats when I was in the Democratic Party. Uh, so it's interesting to me that it's now described by some as some dramatic radical switch that someone who was a conservative wing of the Democratic Party might now become a Republican. That's actually a common trend uh, with a lot of voters who see the Democratic Party as having drifted to the left. I know that when someone who's a former politician makes that move, it gets a lot of attention. But there are many Americans who made that move. Democratic Party ID peaked at 51 percent at the end of 2008. Now it's down to 41 percent. That's a 10 percent drop. Well, I'm part of that 10 percent. Although, you know, Barack Obama gets some of the same criticism as being too close to the business community, too conservative, not to the left of the Democratic Party, in many ways too moderate. Which underscores how hard left part of the Democratic Party has moved in the last several years. The notion that the Obama presidency has been a centrist presidency would strike most of the American people as a fantasy, and the polling bears that out. But you're exactly right. There is a hardcore in the Democratic Party, which does have significant influence, which thinks even Barack Obama uh, is a figure of the political center. That tells you the range in the Democratic Party today. There's a range from a deep left 
to the kind of conventional left, I suppose, uh, that uh, the, the Obama presidency represents. But either way, the kind of center-right wing, which I was a part of when I was in the Democratic Party, in my opinion, no longer exists. I don't hear any voices in the Democratic Party who were attacking Barack Obama uh, as someone who hasn't moved enough toward the political center or toward the political center-right. That critique in the Democratic Party, I don't hear at all. All right. Um, you know, it's, it's one thing to argue Republican vision versus Democratic vision. That, that's fine. That's understandable. I guess in this particular case, what's the principle that Barack Obama walked away from that you could no longer support? Well, broadly speaking, I think he walked away from the notion that to govern, you have to build not just political bridges, but ideological bridges. Isn't that Bill what he tried Clinton to do? That. Well, I don't think he tried to do it. I think when you write a health care reform law that does not contain a single argument being offered by Republicans in 2009 and 2010, people say, well, there were Republican ideas that were offered in the 90s that were included. You don't judge politics by what happened in the 90s in terms of ideas. You judge them by people who are part of the conversation and the debate today. There were no Republican notions that were even being discussed in 2009 and 10 that were included. Contrast that with the way Lyndon Johnson handled Medicare and Medicaid and civil rights, or with the way Bill Clinton handled uh, uh, welfare reform and the way Clinton went about balancing the budget. Both in their second terms. Both in their second terms, we should point out. Well, Lyndon Johnson was not his second term in 1964 and 65. I mean, after his reelection, I mean, Johnson's sort of a, a special case. What about the social agenda? Is that someplace where you uh, see a division between yourself and Barack Obama now? I have always been in the socially conservative wing of the Democratic Party, so that's not a change for me. Uh, I do think the Democratic Party today, you witness the what's going on right now, the lawsuit between the Obama administration and the Catholic Church. Uh, the, the notion that the administration would be in court fighting Catholic institutions over what their plans ought to cover uh, strikes me as being strange. What it's about the gay marriage? I disagree with the president on gay marriage as well. Even though most of Americans seem to support that position? Well, uh, the, the, I think the polls are split 50-50. So I think there's robust debate on this issue. And on the question of Mitt Romney, uh, do you think that he represents a real alternative, a move back, or going somewhere where you thought Barack Obama might be going? Well, I think what he represents, what I firmly believe he represents, is a president who has executive experience, a president who has the ability to fix things, a president who has the ability to manage. Uh, I think those are assets that we need, and I think they're assets that Mitt Romney brings to the table. All right. He was the co-chair of the Barack Obama for President campaign four years ago. Uh, today, he supports Mitt Romney and spoke at the Democratic or the Republican National Convention in Tampa this week, uh, announcing his uh, turnaround. You heard his reasons for it on our program. Arthur Davis, thanks so much. John, thank you. I'm David Remnick, host of the New Yorker Radio Hour. There's nothing like finding a story you can really sink into that lets you tune out the noise and focus on what matters. 
In print or here on the podcast, The New Yorker brings you thoughtfulness and depth and even humor that you can't find anywhere else. So please join me every week for The New Yorker Radio Hour, wherever you listen to podcasts.